1: The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Pransky with Remax Advantage Plus was named super agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of REMAX Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together, they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes, ranked in the top 1% nationwide, top 10 in the state of Minnesota, and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law, and the Real Estate Radio Hour.
2: And here we are. Another hour of real estate here on A 3 WCCO. If you do have any kind of real estate question, we welcome yours. In fact, we can kind of make it kind of an open line yeah, show Yeah, let's today. do Should it. Should we do that? Yeah. We haven't done that for quite some time. If you have any kind of uh, real estate type of question... Uh, For Chris and Andy, please, by all means, uh, you can phone it in or send a text. We uh, accept both, 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Yeah, we just can't give legal or tax advice. That's true. That that is a good disclaimer
3: to have. Andy will, but we're not supposed to. to. Look who's talking over there. (laughs) Yeah, I give examples. Who makes up that rule?
4: He was out of state last week, so he was calling in with the legal advice, so it
2: wasn't Totally wasn't related. real, yeah. 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 yeah, I think there is some rule there. I mean, who 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 says you
3: can't do that? Our ethics, we can't. Uh, okay. We can't. We're not. We're not a legal or a tax attorney, so we can't. We okay. just can't do that.
2: All right, we're not asking you to do that. Okay, good. Okay, what I do like to ask every week is to find out how your week has been in real estate since we have spoken last.
3: I am right. Well, yeah, I told you later in the fall it would start really picking up. In the upper bracket homes, and that's yeah. exactly what's happening. Mm. Um, a lot of people just uh, – I've said it over and over, so people mm-hmm. that keep listening to the show will hear it. But that's what happens is that people just finally get to a point. It's like, let's do it now. So we, we have it for next year. Well, so, we've that even seen uh, – snow.
4: Yeah, and we had a little activity this week too with the new construction. And the existing markets are getting hot again. They were – Denny, they were a little slow. I mean, if you read the papers, you're going to see a discrepancy. We had you know pretty good through August, and then September dipped a little, but new construction was up – existing sales were low um, and th- a lot of that has to do with the price points that new construction is targeted into so the hot markets that they want us to get into is the under the 250 and the just the inventory is not there for that buyer right now so that's where they're struggling to find stuff to buy which makes it look like we're slowing our market down a little bit but new construction in that 400,000 plus obviously um, whenever a buyer wants there's plenty of inventory to look at in that price range usually so yeah
3: and I think it's interesting to say about in that in that price range in the existing market when you're talking that over 400 or around mm-hmm. four hundred thousand um, serious competing we've got two different listings that are just under four hundred thousand um, and every one of them is comparing them to new construction and so and that's sometimes that's interesting because new construction um, I don't know the I'm thinking maybe because of the energy efficiencies and mm-hmm. all the new updates and all that kind of stuff it's still yep. going to cost you more. You're not going to get your landscape. You're not going to get your blinds, you know. Um, you're not going to get um, what I call it, like a mature landscape, you know, mm-hmm. that you would get in an existing house. But uh, Waiting for the
4: conversation to turn the corner here. Keep going.
3: <laughs> you no. have to wait a while. No, but seriously, what, what I'm saying is yeah. that more and more we have to go in the existing market. We've mm-hmm. got to give some 2017 updates to those houses mm-hmm. to be able to compete against that new construction. Because typically they don't – you don't really – Sometimes you don't compete against each other, you know? No, I right. mean some wants new, they want new.
4: And no, I agree with that and I think that when you get into that price range of where we have that $400,000 plus, now new construction isn't is a competitor. So below that, there really isn't any competition. Above that, you get, you know, up into the million dollar range and most people want to custom build their house from scratch. They they look at a builder's models, like their concepts and then they bring in designers and 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 have all kinds of fun in that price range. But we we look at um what I like to see is that usually the buyer that's buying in that four to four fifty is selling their house in that two fifty, two hundred price range, which brings that inventory to the the very thirsty part of the market, which is the bottom end of the market. So new construction generally does help all aspects of the marketplace. Um, you know, but it's it's still again, it's it's just very dry in that bottom of the, the and, and you know we were talking about this last week, Denny. We're at a fifty year low for homeownership in the United States right now. And it, it's what's interesting is is that people keep saying to us you know being the it's the lowest homeownership rate in 50 years you know they're worried about oh the housing's gonna bubble it's not going to be the same because there's not that top seven eight percent that of the market that they said were the subjective to job fluctuations and they're a little more vulnerable of a buyer they're gone and the market that's st- that we're left with right now is actually very very stable because there's a lot of equity in the home homeownerships or homeowners that have uh, <laughs> I don't know how I said Something that. Something like that. Something but, like that. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. But
3: you know, the other part is too, I think that yeah. the investors are now hanging on to those homes because yep. what they're getting in rent, I mean, Correct. is is crazy. And then, you know, with jobs and stuff like that, yeah. we talk about these millennials, like everyone wants to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. that they're, they don't know quite maybe where they're going next and what they're going to do. And it's easier for them to rent because, I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about it, if you're going to be there a year two years... And you're buying it, and then you got to turn around and sell it. You know that's not it's not a, a inexpensive endeavor, right? To go do that if you're selling it, you know, with a with a professional and paying all those fees and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Let's 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 back way up,
2: and mm-hmm. uh, we haven't touched on this for for some time. Is if I don't know if I'm looking to sell my house or buy a house, I know nobody in the real estate business. Mm-hmm. How do I? What do I do to go about finding somebody who's good? I know that's subjective,
3: but well, I'm I'll tell you what i mean it, no it's 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 interesting because I think a lot of people typically get their um their advice from people that they know you know and that they trust and that they had a good experience with someone but what else has happened is uh a, a lot of things is mm-hmm. like the Zillows and the Trulios. what they're doing is they're offering all these uh testimonials from people, and then you can also see what sales the realtor has done like in the last six months or a year. And so mm-hmm. you know if they're, you know, if they're good or not. You know, whereas before before that... You didn't have you didn't, access to it. Well, and a realtor could tell you anything. Yeah. Sell right. 5000 right. a year, you know?
4: Well, I still look at that and I kind of chuckle a little bit because just look at your group of friends that you have and there's always a couple knuckleheads in the group that you're like, oh, listen to her version of what we did last weekend. And their their version of what happened and what actually happened are completely different. So when you get into that situation where you look at online reviews goodness how do you trust those i mean I, no offense but i mean at some point the consumer is going to realize that the people that really want to be hurt are probably the ones that shouldn't and you know a lot of times those reviews in my opinion I'd, I'd read five good ones i'd read five bad ones i'd look for consistencies within the reviews to see if there really is a problem because there's always that one customer or that one you know that that's had a bad experience i think we no matter what industry and right. in, we've all seen that so what was
3: interesting is that i was on um, one of those sites and looking at all the testimonials from Andy, and everyone on there, their last initial for their name was P. Hmm. It was really weird. <laughs> and it kind of matched L- his family.
4: Lots of inner selling, Denny. <laughs> we, uh, big, big family. I have 41 first cousins on my mom's side. What of about the those
3: two stars, though? That was weird. They, they, no. they don't know anymore. That's all higher they no. can count. Do you, you whether listen, not real estate necessarily
2: at all, but do you do reviews of like restaurants or? Other th- maybe
3: other retailers that uh, Person- I wonder How many people personally? Do
0: that. No, I don't. but I
3: don't. But I mean, do you ever go on Yelp?
4: Yeah, all I, mean, the I time. go on
3: Yelp and I always read the reviews on that. Yeah. You know, when I'm when I'm on there. So mm-hmm. oh, but but how do you know where the they come stuff. from? Though I don't. You,
4: well, that that's my point, Danny. There's there's no authenticate. You know, they're not authentic or authentic- what authenticated. What do you
3: authenticate? <laughs> Authenticized a cup of coffee? Authenticated. Uh, there you go. Authenticate. Uh, yeah. See, so you don't
4: one. know. So anybody that's considered the consumer now has a license to kill. That's what kills me is that they, you, just because Chris Rooney walks in the restaurant, he can ruin that restaurant's reputation because he wants to. So it's like to me at some point in time, there's going to be a little bit more of a fight back from the consumer or the businesses because that's just not right. I mean, you know, there's if, – if everybody was interviewed when they left the restaurants and then there was a few opinions left too, then that would be different. Then I'd actually value that opinion. But, you know, I mean with real estate agents – you know, with mortgage lenders, with that, I mean, you're going to get reviews online. You're going to have people that love the situation and people that have hated the situation. And, you know, most of us fight to get the five stars. But, you know, if everybody's got five stars, then what's the point of reviewing? Yeah. Honestly.
3: Yeah. I'll I tell you another way, too. I think for um, potential sellers that are out there, um, I had, I've had i had this happen to me now twice this year, which it never really happened before. But, you know, those books, uh, you know, Computers for Dummies or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, there's yeah. real estate mm-hmm. for dummies. And uh, that real estate, but I I was stunned by the very good questions yeah. that were in there, and it, I thought it was really smart. And then you know they narrowed people down by getting those questionnaires done ahead of time, mm-hmm. uh-huh. so they asked for them first, and then they set up their. Um, so rather than interviewing three people, because that's a pain, you hear a bunch of different things, mm-hmm. send out those questions, get those back, and then choose who you want to talk to. Yeah, that's good. I thought that was really good. Tell you what, let's take a break. Invite our listeners
2: to join in on the conversation on this Real Estate Open Line show. If you have a real estate question, 651-989-9226 or send a text, 81807.
4: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at
1: play.it.
2: Good morning. Welcome back to our Real Estate Show. Here on 830-WCCO, Chris and Andy in studio answering your questions uh, either by phone or by text, 651-989-9226. Send a text, 81807. We were talking. I was asking, actually, how you know, mm-hmm. good ways. If I don't know any real estate agents, I do with you guys, certainly. But if I didn't, where do I look? Who do I go to first? And you explain that. Uh, I, we're getting text messages here. Uh, and we're talking about reviews, too. Mm-hmm. And here's what. Chris and I were looking at this. I'm a business owner, this text says, and there are services you can pay to post reviews. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, exactly. <laughs> that's what, that's so you kind of got to decipher them. That's
4: yeah. my exact point. So yeah. you're an agent that's been in the business two weeks and you've got 300 reviews and
2: yeah. wow, good for him. Yeah. Sure. Uh, can you explain, I'll read this exactly how, what it says. Can you explain what dull agency is and the pros and cons? I know what that is. It's. That's when
4: you work with Chris Rooney.
2: <laughs> they must mean dual. Is that du- right? Du-
3: yeah. Dual. What's a dual agency? Okay, Smarty, you answer it then.
4: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. No. All right.
3: Well, what dual agency yeah. is is that you your, your company, whatever company you work for, so in my case it's Remax Preferred, if we were to represent the seller and the buyer – in the transaction, we would be mm-hmm. representing both persons, you know, individually, but it becomes dual agency because our company represents, even if it's a totally different realtor within my company, Right. and you can't discuss price terms or motivation on either buddy's part mm-hmm. unless otherwise instructed in writing by one of those clients. Mm. Yep. So it's, uh, you know, in the pros and cons, you know, some people think they get limited uh, representation. But the the facts are, I mean, right. if we talk about price terms and motivation, you know, you you can't I mean you went well, as another agent, if I was going in at someone else's if i yeah. I went over to uh, Colville bankers they 're not going to tell me hey what the the price is and you know well, what their motivation is yeah they're and, not going to do let, that Let
4: me throw this out there at you cause This is something that a lot of people don't think of asking is i my when somebody says you know hey we 're in a dual agent situation, I ask the listing agent, is there a variable rate commission here you know if there's multiple agents involved if there's other offers coming in, are you motivated to take a buyer in with dual agency versus taking my offer for my client. Is there motivation for you to behave that way? And just understanding that as a big, you know, uh, part of negotiating is understanding, Hey, do they, will they sell that house for 4% instead of 6% because they're bringing in the buyer themselves? Good luck getting that deal done because now you're at a price disadvantage. But most of the time that's not the case, Denny. That's where there's this fallacy out there that if I buy direct, if I go right to that listing agent and call the listing agent, I'm going to get a better deal on negotiating. And that's just not the fact The the listing agent just makes more money.
2: All right. Let's go six five one 651-989-9226. Let's go back to the phones. Ellen is calling from Cottage Grove. Good morning, Ellen.
3: Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Um, We purchased a house in Cottage Grove here about a year and a half ago. It was built in 89. Um, It has had no uh, renovations whatsoever, so we've got a really dated kitchen. And we're considering a full kitchen remodel. What what should we do and how do we go about it to get the most bang for our buck, I guess you could say?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, should we just do like a, a well, I don't know.
4: Ellen, are you are you guys planning on moving right away after the remodel or are you going to stick around a little while?
3: We are going to stick around for a little bit. There you but go. But if we decide, you know, a, a, it's a good time to move again, we're, we're open to that as well. Yeah, I, you know, I'll I'll, I'll kind of throw in on this stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, to me, I mean, there is there's ways in which to be able to because um, I I do a lot of flip homes, you know, mm-hmm. that we'll uh, fix up, and then we obviously recommend those to our clients a lot and how to kind of get it going so you can you know get more money. But right. I think a one a huge thing uh, that costs a lot of money is cabinet, you know, cabinetry, and so if you can save the box cabinets and maybe then add on some, but then do all new door fronts, mm-hmm. you know, you can save a ton of money doing it that way. And it'll look like a brand new kitchen if you're going to in, in all right.
4: That that Right. I think they reference that as resurfacing or something like that, right? Where refacing. They, refacing, yeah. yeah. You don't
3: even have to it, reface them. You can get just all new doors. Just, just right. rip and out and the stars. old doors. Well, yeah, okay. and, you know, and then have another cabinet, like, right. so you can create a pantry on one side, you know, because a lot yeah. of those that had those L-sized kitchens with the mm-hmm. Cabinets hanging over the island. Yep. You know, you take that out, maybe extend it, another pantry, and it looks like, oh my gosh, it's totally new. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And there's no rules with changing out uh, the shelves in there and things like that as well. You can add new shelves, the guy, when you're ordering your doors. But the we see a lot of, too, where people are just painting. Like, and that's usually the flippers when they come in there and they'll take the honey oak and, you know, from 19, you know, whenever to whenever and they paint it. And we see a lot of that. And then they'll do granite countertops. They update the kitchen with some kind of either. Um, you know, stainless steel appliances, and then they do new flooring, and by gosh, that looks like a a brand new kitchen. That's probably keeping your costs, you know, lower um, than any other way to do it. If you're going to remodel the kitchen and put you know eighty thousand or sixty thousand dollars into it, you you, that's probably more of a long term hold. Sure. And then, But here's the thing. Then they can enjoy it, though, too. That's, it, you'd be surprised at how much when you do that kitchen, you'll now fall back in love with your kitchen and your house, and you'll want to stay there longer. So you might even want to have fun and roll it into the you know, master bath or into one of those other bathrooms, too, and that might be a longer-term hold for you then.
3: You know, I'm going to throw another thing in there, too, mm-hmm. that I think people miss out on when they have that opportunity. Hey, if I'm going to be moving things around, sometimes moving a wall. Mm-hmm. is it can change the whole impact of your whole house because right. that num- that what is 89 home mm-hmm. you know um maybe probably a little more um, boxed boxed yeah. in and so you can open up walls or put in a header at this time mm-hmm. and be able to create something that my gosh that'll totally set your house apart so mm-hmm. keep that in mind as well yeah all right good luck ellen with that On that note,
2: let's take a break. We have another half hour of the show to go, so if you have a real estate question, we're kind of open-lining it today, welcoming your calls either uh, on the phone, as I said, at 651-989-9226 or send the guys a text at 81807. And welcome back to this portion of our real estate show. If you have any kind of a real estate question, you can uh, phone it in or text it in. We're getting a bunch of text messages as well. If you prefer that method, that's 81807 or give us a call, 651-989-9226. Uh, guys, there was a text that came in uh, earlier about um, kitchens uh, as far as black versus white versus stainless steel appliances mm. uh, on on buying homes. What are people looking at now? We talked about white being such a, a big deal now, right, in a way?
3: Or no white cabinets, white not cabinets, not yes. white appliances. See, but you
4: got to remember, Danny. See, in my head, I, I remember the the millwork guy coming around saying, "Hey, you guys can save money and be super competitive. Use this white. You know, it's basically sawdust with paint on it. Not all is the same. Yeah, I understand Don't quote me, but yeah. I mean, for a while there, they were using the white because they have a matching hollow core door that looked like it was a six panel door, and they had. It was a way to get the cost down on millwork in a house by thousands of dollars. And then now it's come back to where it's actually enameled, where it's actually painted maples or, you know, the um, uh, different varieties that are out there, the hardwoods that are there. And they're still doing the actual real six panel doors that are painted. So it's different. I mean, it's just like cars, you know, there's such a variety of vehicles.
3: Weren't we talking about appliances? We are in talking specific about? Yeah. What about oh, what? I thought
4: you were talking <laughs> about cabinets and stuff. No, no,
3: no. no, no, no you were talking about appliances. white cabinets. Boy, must have <laughs> been cab- sensitive okay. to the white. It's okay. He's reading his reviews online right now. <laughs> okay. So if there's anyone, uh, black appliances, white appliances, or stainless steel. I mean, if, if someone's asking me, hey, which ones should I buy? I'll say 100 out of 100 times to buy stainless steel right mm-hmm. now. You know? But it's not going to crush you. I mean, if I, if I had to put them in order... I would say stainless steel first, black second, mm-hmm. white last well okay. they have a new
4: like gun uh smoke color that's kind of a darker uh, that looks really sharp then it's not such a shiny you know because to me i actually I get to the point of where I sit in some of these new houses and I look at all this stainless steel and it's almost offensive how bright and shiny and you know metal looking it is and then it gets to the point of where you get tired of it and I think that I, you know, if it wasn't cost prohibitive, a lot of people would do the, you know, the the refrigerator panels where they actually have the cabinets put on. You know, the actual cabinet oh, yeah. doors put on their fridge again. Sure. You'll see a lot of that coming back too. I think. But
3: I also think it matters what it's accenting. You know, mm-hmm. that's a that's a big thing. So whatever accents the the cabinets and the countertops is probably more important than what that that is. So let's just mm-hmm. say that you had black appliances sure. and you had oak cabinets. Maybe you get black hardware and it'll fit in just perfectly. Yep. So
2: there's a text uh, that, that, that stretches out a little bit, but the real estate question that says, "My parents have a very quirky house, very open floor plan, large walk-in foyer, two-story balcony, living room, etc." Right now, they have a mix of carpet, vinyl tile, and engineered maple hardwood. They're looking to streamline the look. What do you suggest as they'll be selling within two to
3: three years? Yeah. Well, first of all, streamlining the look is very, very important because anytime you have something like she or this person says quirky, um, you want to try to unquirky it as much as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And a way to do that is to tie it all together. You know, so if you have a you know a, a balcony that's got you know pink tile on it, and you got a you know a foyer that's got your engineered floor truss, mm-hmm. and then you got pink carpet over there, it'll just it'll just confuse a, a buyer. So. Getting the same thing in, I mean, I think the engineered floor is what I'd be going with. Yeah, no, I mean, like I agree
4: with that, and I think that over the years, when when parents are raising kids and they're a little tighter on the budget, and they put the remnant carpet in the kids' room because the one kid wears the carpet out twice as fast as the other kids, I get it. I mean, you do. But when you're preparing to sell, like they're talking about, how do you strategize? And you want to that goes back to the Baskin Robbins, you know, advertising all their flavors, but their number one seller is vanilla. And coming back to where people like consistency and they want look, like I always say, look at home builders, new home builders to give yourself the source of where trends are right now, if you want to follow trends. And and usually, except for the high, high end, a lot of times those builders will stay very neutral within the trends. And I, I just kind of, you know, follow along.
3: Yeah. And I, I, I want people to be cautious on this, though, is that Every house is different in when you're doing this. And when I start walking through a house, people say, well, should we do this and should we replace that? And I said, you know what? I need to go through the whole house first to be able to come back because I might do something up in this family room. And everything else is dated. And I'm like, you know, we might not do that. I right. might, you know, take it a total, a different direction to be able to maximize it. Because mm-hmm. I always tell people that, you know what, we're putting in money to make money. yeah. And and then there's some things that you just, hey, you have to have a furnace that works. Right. You know, it, you're not probably going to get a ton more for that, but right. it, it's got to work. So. Well, and I,
4: I had a, and, and I'll just, she moved out of state now, so it's safe to talk about this. I had a client a few years back that updated her kitchen before she decided to sell her house. And she loved white so she had her honey oak and she put white, uh, The uh, they were like a Corian countertop down where they were white on white. And then she had her white handles and her gold light fixture she just put in and she put blue wallpaper in the kitchen. And for her, it was just stunning. It was beautiful. I walked in there and said, oh, my God, how did you even find this stuff? The white on whites and the and the white appliances. And I, it must have all been special ordered. But and, it, and she spent a lot of money. And what I would say is this. Before you do that, what I would consider to be a pretty catastrophic mistake financially is to sit down with an interior decorator or someone that knows their color palettes will walk you through that house, spend the money up front, and they'll guide you. And they're gonna help you with your budget. And they're not just gonna sit back and say, oh, spend a thousand you know, lots of extra money. They're gonna guide you. You say, hey, I've got 10 grand updates to this house, where should I put it? And they'll be able to tell you in two seconds.
3: And I think, you know, going back to that quirky house with that mm-hmm. kitchen. And if you mesh those two together, it might be perfect. And that's what that house will sell. Yeah. You know, you sometimes you'll see like mid-century moderns. You know, that's a certain thing. So if, if I go in there and say, you know what, oh, this is great, but we have to do this and we have to do this and try to make it like everyone else's house, mm-hmm. I'll destroy their value. So you have to understand what the market will bring in those certain houses because yeah. there's certain houses that aren't going to be for everyone and that we're trying to attract certain people.
4: Well, that's right. You're, you're trying to make your house attractive to other people, not necessarily yourself. And so you have to think a little differently when you go to remodeling your house to sell it or to flip it. And uh, that, that's why I suggest the professional.
2: Uh, text number, by the way, is 81807, or you can phone in your question, six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Somebody just sent a text, and all they say is, Slate is perfect.
3: So they must have been talking about that flooring and bringing that through. Mm-hmm. Maybe slate I like fl- slate flooring. Good. But your, I do too. Your
4: socks don't like it. I mean, it'll literally shred your socks it pretty will. fast. Yeah.
3: The only tile floor I've ever laid was a slate floor, and thank God because it 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 doesn't show imperfections. <laughs> did you seal it before you? I couldn't walk down? for three days. Oh my! God. After I did it, it was like a little bathroom in Jeez. Minneapolis. It was <laughs> God, it was horrible. <laughs> Try that. It's not easy. <laughs> I I've done it with porcelain,
2: mm-hmm. and uh, oh, wow. that that was a, I did a porch, and I I won't do it again. Well, you know, one
4: recommendation <laughs> for the One of our tile guys gave us was he said you know lay out the tile or the slate on the floor ahead of time because slate does vary in color varies in shapes the thicknesses and everything else will vary so they lay it all out on the floor first then they would seal it and then they'd put the tile floor in so that then when they're grouting it it doesn't take the you know because it'll oh, suck yeah. that grout in oh, sure um so a lot of great tips and then you can also balance out the colors. so if you have the the nicer darker you know chalkboard colors going through it and then you have a nice you know run of tan you can kind of pull it all together before you install it and pin yourself into a
3: corner you know I just sold that house as you can wear your shoes all the time. You know, because mine would you'd stub your toe on that slate. <laughs> oh, I didn't lay them out ahead of time. We should have talked to your
2: guy. <laughs> Say somebody sent a text, "What is?" And you guys see this all the time.
3: Uh, and get asked about it. What is trending mm-hmm. in kitchen remodeling? I'll tell you what, when I've done f- from existing houses, what mm-hmm. I want to do is kind of get a little touch of um you know, 2017 kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. the best way to do that without being super expensive is a backsplash. Yeah. I'm telling you, a, a tile backsplash can can bring all of that stuff out. So if you have, you know, normal countertops and you don't mm-hmm. want to put in granite, you can do that and it can offset it and just give it that updated look.
4: Yeah, for sure. I see a lot of in uh, new construction where a lot of the builders use the wood species poplar. And that is a very stainable wood. It... it um, lots of varieties of colors. And it's interesting as the buyers coming in say, well, what colors can I get with my cabinets? They don't ask like 15 years ago, they were asking what species, you know, should I use North American cherry? Should I use, you know, uh, whatever. And they'd go through all the maples and they'd go through all the different, um, you know, kinds of species. Now it's more of the color. So I see a lot of whites or off whites, you know, with the, if they go to a painted cabinet, almost like a bone color. And then I'm seeing a lot of the like cocoa um, cabinets where they're darker, they're still in the brown family, almost to a black, but not quite black.
3: And they're typically doing a center island with it's totally something different. Yeah, you know it's not like it's all matching, but you know another thing that I think is really neat and that builders are doing it is that kind of pass through pantry mm-hmm. where you can kind of come right from the garage into the pantry, but then the pantry also comes from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I I think that's fantastic. You know, you drop off all those the groceries. Andy invented it. Did you?
4: No, you're over the. Well, we your head. we jokingly call that our Costco or our Sam's Club kit uh, pantries. Because you come in right from the garage, you dump all the dump big boxes that yeah, don't fit in your kitchen, and then you pull them out one at a time as you need them to fill your kitchen. But cabinets.
3: you still go from the kitchen from the kitchen. It's and like your own it. little mini
0: warehouse
4: yeah, in your house. That's
2: yeah, yeah. pretty cool. I don't know if you guys can answer this before the break here. Uh, it says, uh, text, I have a bonus room over an attached garage. Would like to call this a, quote, bedroom. What amenities does a bedroom need to have to be called a bedroom? Do you guys hmm. know the code yeah, issues yeah, on that?
3: Yeah, I do. Um, but what I think what's really interesting for MLS, and that's what I'm sure they're saying, is you know because a bedroom is you, you can do whatever you want yeah. in it. But to me, to be able to call it a bedroom, so instead of having four bedrooms, I have five bedrooms. Mm-hmm. In the MLS, it states it's what that city determines what a bedroom is. So there's some cities that don't ha- consider having a closet a bedroom. Everyone thinks mm-hmm. you have to have a closet and a bedroom. Not true. It's not true. So there's cities that don't, but egress um, windows usually important
4: certain height on the ceiling, which is like seven, isn't it? It's six eight, I thought. Six eight, yeah, Yeah. okay.
3: And then seventy two square feet for the room, and then it has to have it's got to be a four season, so it's got to have a heat source, you know, because you can't just put it above the garage, you know, just a whatever. So Mm -hmm. yeah, so check with your city, and they'll uh, be able to tell you what if a closet. Is part of that? Well, we do that, all, we do that. We do that all the
4: time. Where all of a sudden you have the design where you know they add what uh, would they consider to be a bedroom, as long as it has egress and the the size requirements and the ceiling height, I'm okay with calling it a bedroom. You know, it's just because it, you can always put an armoire or whatever in there, and you can you know have a storage there. And yeah, yeah, for sure. That
3: yeah. doesn't mean you have to extend the ductwork into there. That you can have a separate heat source. Oh, okay, you know. So all
2: right, <laughs> we need to take a break. We've got uh, callers coming in and more texters as well. 651-989-9226. Text number is 81807. As we head to this break, still overcast. It's still 32 degrees here on CCO.
4: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at
1: play.it.
2: Good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our real estate show here on A30WCCO. Accepting your questions related to real estate by phone or by text this morning. Let's see. We have time for more uh, guys, uh, Sue in St. Francis has been hanging on the line. Now, thank you, Sue. What is your question?
3: Oh, thank you. Um, we bought a ranch style home that had a lower level, what they called a bedroom. And the, it used to be a walkout door, and they put a window in there and then enclosed it up. And we are going to be putting a freestanding deck outside that window and the base of the deck. The platform of the deck is going to come right to the lower part of that window. And we're wondering with code, is that still going to be okay as far as not having to put in an egress window for escape reasons on the bottom just because it's a standard window? Yeah, I'm sure they have to have access to it. But I'll tell you what's really interesting Mm -hmm. about that is I had the same exact situation. And I came out and I said, this window is kind of right under the deck. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh. I said, that you're not going to be able to do that. And what they did is they put, like, a, a system that the deck would just pop right up, mm-hmm. right in the middle, so they could walk right out that window. And so and they were able to I do it. I could just
4: see you sitting there enjoying a nice soda and like,
3: hit the button. And <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. But uh, I would – got to have access to that yeah. window. I mean, that's what egress is all about. Well, if,
4: if she's saying, like, the deck comes to the bottom of the window, like – so it's like a lookout-style lot, and then there's a deck coming out on it, you're probably fine, but – I don't know. I'd talk to a guy like an Andy Lindis or something where you could actually talk about like snowfall and having the window where the snow's up that high. And there might be some consequences to yeah. doing that. I think I just just make sure you talk to the professionals. That's true. Um, and I think, you know, we talked about egress. Um, there are rules. Talk with the city of St. Francis and ask them what are their egress requirements for egress bedrooms. And they will give you a crystal clear um what
2: exactly. you have to do. TCO time check is ten fifty one. Save up to six thousand dollars on twenty seventeen Arcadies. Get a free pumpkin with any test drive during the huge fall clearance event at McCarthy Auto World in Coon Rapids. All right, do do we, we have a text. That's kind of a real time thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do we that qualify cool. for the
4: pumpkin? Because that be yeah.
2: <laughs> why not. Should okay. That uh, is it? Texter says. Is it better to have a house torn down that needs major repair or reduce the price? On 24 acres of farmland.
4: Mm.
3: I just ran into that one too. Um, and the same thing. And this one is in need of so much repair. And I'll tell you what. It's way – people have such a hard time envisioning. Yeah. You know, and seeing where their place would go if that house that's in serious disrepair it needs to mm-hmm. be – I mean, obviously without seeing it right. on the one that I am, we're definitely suggesting that it gets torn down.
4: Well, and, and think about it this way too, Denny. You know, that question's a great question, but what it does is you limit your financing options when you take the house down because now you're just raw land. At, so now you're at the subjective to, is it farmland? Is but it if it wooded? needs total
3: remodeling, you're doing that to that too.
4: True, but I mean, then somebody can get a remodeling loan or, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm no, just saying, you just you, you just make sure by eliminating a house like that, you're not eliminating options for the buyers because- Somebody that may have wanted to buy that house to renovate it now may not qualify. And so you're just trying to make your net bigger to catch more fish.
3: Yep.
2: Uh, Text number, by the way, is 81807. Do you need to seal fireplace natural stone before you sell? Have you ever heard of that question?
3: Mm -hmm. I've never had it. Well, actually, I've had it happen one time where they resealed it, and Mm -hmm. I never told them to. And it looked fantastic. I mean, it just really brought it out. Um, so I would think that would only help you, but it's not a it's not a mandatory thing. We
4: we had one of our neighbors do uh, in their basement actually natural stone fireplace, and they sealed it before they uh, actually went back and tuck pointed around the just so that it wouldn't stain the face of the stone. Like you said
3: on the slate. Same thing on the uh. yeah
4: exactly same thing uh. on the slate.
2: Yeah. All right. Uh, another text says this want to sell within a few years. Kitchen has to be updated. Has stained original cabinets, white appliances.
3: Thirty-one inch uppers. It oh, looks thirty. Like, okay,
2: thirty-one yeah. inch doors. Uh, white appliances, gold counters, and sink. What's my best option to update?
3: That was that was built in nineteen seventy-seven. Is my guess. I was going to say, take I, a picture. <laughs> I had some nice green appliances with gold countertops at one time. Yeah. They didn't last long, but uh, you know, I I think it depends on you know what, what price range you're in. Uh-huh. And what to do on that, and uh, you know. But I've seen stained. like little
4: houses in Brooklyn Center where they have the pink, all pink bathroom, the pink toilet, so the cute. Pink, yeah. And people come in there, go, "Oh, how cute!" And they want to restore. And believe it or not, it gets to the point of where eventually that comes back in. You bet it does. And people like that, and they want to retro, and they they want to keep it and update around it.
3: I had one in St. Louis Park that we did, and it, we kind of redid everything, but the mm-hmm. bathrooms had this like. Cool blue tile in it. Mm-hmm. All we did is we replaced the bottom tile with a white and kept all the blue in the shower and it was fantastic. Everyone kind of cool. a retro feel. Yeah, right. And a retro look. So gave us some new hardware and we were good character. to go. So I think, you know, on that, it's it's I mean staying to cabinets. I mean, I I think that I mean if you want to stick, if your appliances are still good, you know, I mean, dealing with I mean, obviously a new counter, and if you're gonna go with the counter, you might as well get some solid surface type counter, throw in a backsplash, mm-hmm. and use your hardware. The hardware is such a... That makes I mean, a big difference, does oh, it? doesn't it's just it? just hardware. Well, yeah. Hardware
4: alone, the things that people touch, just like even like we've talked about this before, door handles when you're coming into the home, um, when they go from room to room, if it's jiggly and wiggly and whatever versus grabbing something that opens it, it, it creates an emphasis of quality. And, and I always, that's one of the first things I do is change the things everybody touches.
3: Right. Well, and the other thing is, is that even if you do it, so let's just say you do that kitchen and everything's kind of updated, but then you go over and get to your brass doorknobs, mm-hmm. you know, that go into the bathroom like uh, three feet away. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense, you know? So spend the money at least on that main floor right. to be able to do that. And then that's it just suggestion. makes a big deal. Per
4: floor is probably the way to, to budget.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So. But look at your house how a buyer would. And mm-hmm. that's what I always do. I, I go through it and I, I look at it. We usually go in first. And then what I do is I, the stager goes out there and gets everything ready. Yeah. And then I look at the pictures first before I go back. And the mm-hmm. reason I do that is because that's how a buyer's going to look at it. Sure. you know. And so we have to see what they're feeling. Well,
4: the funny thing is, too, is most people instinctually know what they need to do. They just want somebody to confirm it, right? So you're coming out there to confirm what they've already been thinking. And just trust your instincts because most of the time if you're thinking it, so will somebody else. So –
2: we have about 60 seconds or so to go uh, in the show. Any final thoughts? Any open houses? What's going on in your lives here the next rest of the weekend?
3: Yeah, we've got an open house weekend in the of wilds. And, yeah, exactly, in the wilds in uh, Prior Lake. Um, so Wild's golf course, and so people come out there. We've got three of them open, mm-hmm. um, from three ninety nine to seven
4: ninety five. Yeah, I've got open houses about twenty of them this weekend throughout the Twin Cities. Here, just check our website prasky p r a s k y dot com, and uh, it's all over the place. So,
2: now will you be planning on uh, open houses uh, when the the Super Bowl is on?
3: You know, that's, that's it's right. funny you should talk about open houses because the Vikings are away. Yeah. You know, and so, and they're early in the morning. That's and right. So that's why we can have open houses. I tell you, you, you try to dodge around those yeah. things.
4: Next weekend, I might be wearing orange, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm probably right. not going to be in my.
3: He's got house. a pumpkin outfit. All right.
2: You know what we want to do? I started off the show. Walk at least one the of woods. the questions is how do we get in touch with a real estate agent, a good ones, and how do we get in touch with you guys individually?
4: Again, braski.com, 763 um, 433
3: 0850. And then chrisrundy.com, 952 226 6699.
2: Very good to see you guys back here next week with more real estate here on A3OWCCO.
0: Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.